So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So today uh, we once again don't yeah don't gonna talk about Darwin's uh, dangerous idea by Daniel Dennett, and today we're gonna do it in a little bit of a different way because I thought, um, especially because I have also been wasting quite a lot of time the last week or just actually the whole entire week long, uh, which I mean of course you could say like okay you know you were resting and or I have been resting which is a very important. Part, I think and I've also been doing that but I have a feeling that now it is a time for doing something again and now it is a time for um for 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 yeah I know to just be productive once again and and do new things and uh, besides starting a new project I don't know yet which one I gonna do I just have to brainstorm a little bit and I do also have to just do some shit that, you know, that that that, that I'm often like, well, no, I just don't want to do it and stuff like that. Uh, for example, just, I don't know, I'm having just so many different sheets of paper that are laying around everywhere in my fucking room. And I do just have to get rid of them and or just, well, basically decide what to do with them. And you know, all this cool stuff and, and, and shit like that. And yeah, and therefore we're just uh, going to have a little bit of a presentation today about I think three chapters or four chapters I'm not quite sure and I do hope that it is going to be a little bit more interesting there is pictures you know there's not only going to be text there as you might can also see on the uh, little things there on the side uh, which are hopefully not spoiling a little bit but but you know I can't move around without it well anyway long story short um, let's uh, go through it I guess so the first one is the Cranes of Culture, which I think is the chapter. I'm not quite sure whether this summary, which is going to be linked down in the description, which um, I have used in the past episodes going through this amazing book or just very interesting book. Um, it's going to be down in the description. This, everything is based on that. So I haven't read the book. I'm just only using this summary and then giving you just another approach to the summary. And if there's some people that just want to have this presentation for whatever reason, I can also just put it down into the description or in the show notes for the podcast. Anyway, the first quote there is. But why does sleep need a clear biological function at all? It is being awake that needs an explanation and presumably it is exp its explanation is obvious. Animals, unlike plants, need to be awake at least part of the time in order to search for food and procreate. Being awake is relatively costly compared with lying dormant. So the thing is, um, it is about calories there, clearly. Because the point is that if you're just awake, if you're wandering around, if you're just searching for food, if you're doing whatever, you're burning calories. And back in the days, back in the very early days, this um, was dangerous quite. You know, nowadays we can just eat something, but back in the days there wasn't just food lying around all the time. And so... I do, well, it would actually be quite interesting how the uh, psychology of this changed, because I still think that we are having this in us, that we just, you know, want to save our energy, and we just want to be very efficient with our energy, and, and all sorts of that shit. Um, on the other hand, I do think that, um, that, yeah, I know, just... Back in the days, I mean, it, it must have been like a pretty, pretty harsh thing to think about. Like, you know, can I really do this right now? I don't really know if people have been thinking about it consciously back then. 
or if it just has been like, wow, you know, I've done it and it's been a really fucking dumb idea. The thing as well is uh, that I had to think about is building muscles. Um, you can only build muscle quite, you know, if you're having good stimulation through workout or just something else, but probably workout, it's going to be the best. And, um, and you also need the uh, certain uh, um, building what is it called? Building stones? Is it called building stones? I don't know. So you need the right nutrition to also build that and to fuel your body with the right things. And um, the body doesn't want you to have a lot of muscles. Really don't, you know. And through working out, you're basically telling your just body that you need it. Uh, whether you need it or not, it's just, I don't know, secondary. But the thing is, your body won't sustain them if you're not just consciously working them out or if you're just telling your body that you need them because they um, cost a lot of calories you know this is basically like our instinct that okay um, I don't actually need these muscles you know I don't need them and therefore I'm just not going to keep them because it is a waste of energy well the third thing that I uh, had to think about is the word doorman in the last uh, last row I guess I don't actually know um, so compared with lying dormant and you know I first of all just looked it up and then I've seen it is actually just being asleep or sleeping and then I thought well um, in Italian it is dormire which uh, means sleep or sleeping you know I think I just only know do dormire as uh, as the word uh, I don't just remember much of Italian unfortunately which is a little bit of a you know bad thing but um, pretty interesting, you know, it just came to my mind, popped into my head. But anyway, to Mother Nature, a life of sleep is a good, uh, is as good a life as any other, and in many regards better, certainly cheaper than most. And uh, the other thing is, uh, Scola is just a library's way of making another library. So there is no pictures there because you know it's quite unnecessary. It's very fastly um, talking about. Yes, you know, I really have to do these structures of sentences, you know, that are unnecessarily uh, difficult, I guess. So the thing is, yes, a life of sleep is indeed cheaper because if you're sleeping, you're not burning a lot of calories. But but of course, you know, you need to, to eat and you need to just search for food and you also need to procreate certainly and all sorts of things. But, but yeah, I know it's just, again, about calories. You know, you're not going to burn as many calories as you, if you're asleep as if you would be just running around and hunting some fucking mammals. The other thing, as cola is just a library's way of making another library, is um, I've been thinking about it, but I don't really know what he's referring to. I really don't, unfortunately. Um, what I've been thinking about is scholars, and, you know, it might be a metaphor for something else. I don't actually know, unfortunately. But what I've been thinking about is um, what if it it just means like if if you're a scholar, which is a very um, smart person in a specific field, um, and 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 you know these people they have a lot of knowledge, so every one of them, uh, every one of them is uh, his or her own library, quite or is a library, and and yeah, you know this is what I've been thinking about, just taking it literal, literal. But I don't really believe that this is what uh, he was referring to. Anyway, the next point. The invasion of human brains by culture in the form of memes. And yes, memes 
Um, first of all, means like things that we give to the next generations, um, whether it is like traditions and some shit like this. But on the other hand, of course, it is just the memes that we are knowing at this point in time. Has created human minds, which alone among animal minds can conceive of things distant and future and formulate alternative goals. The prospect for elaborating a rigorous science of memetic are doubtful, but the concept provides a valuable perspective from which to investigate the complex relationship between cultural and genetic heritage. And I do want to point out that, yes, we are indeed, even though I've been thinking about it and there might be some exceptions, we are able to think about the past and we are able to think about the future. And this is what, on, on one hand, makes us human beings because we're able to do so, which I think or people say, and I've also read it, I guess, that we are the only species or we're the only uh, the only animal that is able to do so. Um, which just, you know, uh, yeah, you know, you know, saying animal therefore is, I don't know if it is right. You know, if I'm saying like, okay, you know, this is why we're human beings and just not animals, then, then yeah, we are, well, anyway, you, you get the point. The other thing is that it is very interesting because I have also been thinking about it in, in a little bit of a different way. I've been thinking about it in a way of language. How does language change people? Does it matter whether you've been uh, brought up by speaking um, English as your mother tongue or German as your mother tongue? Does it change? Or, you know, does it matter? Does it does it do something to you? To Of, co of course, you know, it's probably going to do something to your brain because uh, it's different structures. It's it's different, different things. But... Um, well, it is just a part of culture, of course, you know, but I, I don't know, like I do have to say that inside of language there, I think there is also just culture represented. So, so I don't know, like it is, uh, it is difficult to say, um, but, but I do believe that culture indeed does change people. I mean, if you're living in a culture of people being very nice and very generous in general, then you're also going to be very nice and just um, yeah, pretty generous in general as well. Because this is how people are and this is how your surrounding is and just all sorts of things. But of course, on the other hand, if you're just constantly surrounded by people that are negative and, and whatnot, uh, whether this is due to your culture, which I think can totally be the case if, um, you know, if this culture has been threatened for just millions of years or something, then of course they're not going to be just that positive as other cultures that just always had a good, for example, as I'm just thinking about it. Well, the next chapter, which is losing our minds to Darwin. When comparing the timescales of genetic and cultural evolution, it is useful to bear in mind that we today, every one of us, can easily understand many ideas that were simply unthinkable by the geniuses in our parents' generation. And, you know, this um, let me think about things. First of all, I found a meme. Um, it's just about the word same. Keep calm, positive and negative, just two sides of the same coin. You know, it's a, it's just about same the word, but you know, I've just uh, found this image. And I thought, well, it's kind of funny, maybe not. But I don't really know what I meant by same. Um, ah, yeah, sure. We, genetically speaking, are the same as our grandparents. But yes, indeed, culture changed thoughts changed, ideas changed, and all sorts of things changed, which led us to um, be more intelligent, maybe. 
And so I do think on one hand, it might be about some uh, mathematical thinking uh, or just algorithms and KI and AI and all of these things that, that, that we can now understand, which has not been a case in like, I don't know, 1650, because there were no fucking algorithms. At this point of time, because culture changed because, um, well, actually because, you know, culture changed because of people figuring this shit out, you know, which has quite, I think, nothing to do with their genetic abilities, even though we do get smarter. Each generation is always going to be smarter than the previous one. So, so yeah, I don't know. And on the other hand, there is also things like, uh, I don't know, just expanding your horizon, which for, in this sense for me means, um, just being okay with homosexuality and being okay with other religions and people of color and, and all of those things, which, you know, apparently, fortunately, which is something that I really hate to say, is, um, you know, not, not always the case. But, uh, but yeah, you know, has it something to do with mathematics? Has it something to do with just actually purely cultural things um, that we can now understand? which were just not really understood by people back in the days because the culture was different, you know, because people have just not been accepting it. The next thing. Science, however, is not just a matter of making mistakes, but of making mistakes in public, making mistakes for all to see in the hopes of getting the others to help with the corrections. And um, I think it is just very motivating. So just do it. Just do what you do. Because... If you're doing what you're doing, or just if you just start to do what you do, then you're able to give other people the option to, um, well, you know what I'm just thinking about? Um, well, anyway, why am I always just making things so complicated? Um, the thing is, um, just making things. Because if you make something, then you're giving other people the opportunity to be like, well, um, I would do it in this way. I would do it in that way or something else, basically for feedback or for people to uh, think about things, just purely as it is. And I think that's fucking great. And I've never actually been thinking about it in that way, um, which is a very unselfish way of thinking about things, I would say, in my point of view. So, so yeah, I mean, just maybe do things. The evolution of meanings, which is going to be the last one for the today, but I think it is a very interesting one. Then your selfish genes can be seen to be can be seen to be original the original source of your intentionality, and hence of every meaning you can ever contemplate or conjure up. Even though you can then transcend your genes using your experience and in particular the culture you imbibe to building an almost entirely independent locus of meaning of the base your genes have provided. And um, so it is about genes, it is about just basically kind of changing your genes. Um, I don't really think that you can change your genes. I do, I think, know what he's referring to, that, um, that I don't know, I mean, like, some people are just having bad genes in terms of not being very good athletes, but by a lot of experience, by a lot of workouts, by a lot of just working on your craft, you're going to be able to just balance that out. Can you, well, you know, as I've already said, like, we are then just balancing things out. We're not basically changing our genes or, well, did he actually say that? And in particular, the culture to build an almost entirely independent locus of meaning of the base your genes have provided. Yeah, well, hmm, yeah. You know, it's not about changing genes. 
But maybe it's about the meaning that we're giving to them. Maybe it's about, well, I don't know. The thing is, we can actually do a lot by working on our craft, by uh, really trying to do things. We can indeed just make something great. I don't know, out of us. I know we can really change. I don't want to say easily because it just really takes a lot of time and energy and focus and patience and time and then all sorts of different things and feelings and there's going to be hate and there's going to be whatever. Um, but we can, which I think is a very important point and a very just um, interesting point as well that I think should be pointed out more often from time to time. But yeah, I think... This is actually it because, you know, it's three chapters, maybe the next time. I actually like this style very much. And I also believe that I am providing more value, I guess. And it is also more interesting. And it is also not like, okay, I'm just reading something and that's it. But there's also just pictures like this one. Maybe the next time I'm only going to do it in pictures or more pictures. Well, well, I don't know. I think I can't really do that because I want to still give you like the, the thing quite. So, um... Well, it's actually also pretty cool because I could, even though I'm just copying a summary, but I'm able to add some things. And so you can then download this PDF or just presentation as a PDF or just the keynote and have a look at it on your own, which I think is pretty cool, actually. So, so yeah, um, I do, by the way, hope that this is working. Yes, it is. Okay, I'm happy. So I wish you the best health of happiness and also success and also hope that you're going to remind yourself and you're going to be remembered, which basically means your legacy and basically means just being a nice person and then also being remembered as a nice person, which is a really, really cool thing. On the other hand, um, three other questions that I'm having for you are, why are you here? What are you trying to change and what is bothering you the most? These three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea, which is a really, really cool and also important thing to do. Um... Another question that I think is very important and very interesting to think about is what could you do? What could you change? What could you create? What could you also say? And I think especially say and to other people that is going to change their life. What could you do? What could you build? What could you create? You know, because I believe very deeply in my heart that we all can can do something. And um, I, yeah. It's, it's, it's beautiful that we can, that we can change and that we can do something about things. And, and yeah, um, this is uh, then going to be it. I just really hope that you stay and just generous and, and patient and everything. And I'm hopefully going to see you the next time. So bye bye. And maybe there's also going to be some sort of illustrations. You know, I also thought about that because it would just be interesting but but you know we're gonna see bye bye thank you very much from the bottom of my heart and i'm really grateful